I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You are listening to More Than a Song. Welcome to a special edition of Friday with Friends. All right, welcome to this special Friday with Friends edition of More Than a Song. My guest today is Zach Bolin, lead singer of Citizens, and we're here to chat about their music and, of course, God's word. Welcome, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Appreciate it. So as we get started today, tell us a little bit about Citizens and what drives you as you continue to write and produce new music. So we all, so we all met in Seattle about 10 years ago. Um, we were, I moved there with my family to be a worship director at a church there. And uh, what was unique about this church is um, they didn't really have like a worship team model. It was more of a band model. So I was tasked with starting a band that would play like a group of people that would play consistently once or twice a month. So I met a couple of these guys within the first week of being there. Uh, two wow. of the guys in the band still are part of the band and that's uh, Adam and Brian. And um, we just started arranging hymns and we released those songs uh, in a live format. And to our surprise, people people liked them. We weren't <laughs> expecting that. So we then uh, released, started writing music and writing songs and sharing those. And then we've been really doing that for the past 10 years. And I think really what has been the primary driver for us has been um, the friendship that's come along. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously each of us have our own stories and different journeys through just what God is like showing us and teaching us through so many different circumstances in life, especially over 10 years. And I think what's been true for us is that our faith has really grown through our friendship and that naturally affects the songs that we write and the stories that we tell. And so that's really been the thing for us that keeps us going is I know some bands, you know, they, it's, and it's not even for better or worse. I don't know, but some bands, you know, you kind of, you go on tour and then you don't see each other for a while and then you see each other again. And the music is what brings you together. And we've mm-hmm. just been unique in that music definitely brings us together, but I would say friendship is the thing that brings us together more. So I love that. One of the, um, I share Bible interaction tool exercises on my podcast. And one of my favorite ones is to share with a friend. Cause I think that, um, Obviously, iron sharpens iron, but also God is in community with himself, yeah. you know, and so I think that's a, a beautiful outpouring of, of who God is um, yeah. in our own lives. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So you have some new music out yep. and I'm going to be featuring everything and more on my podcast on Monday. So I'm intrigued to hear a little bit more about the story behind that song. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I am really I'm always really grateful to share new music. I mean, especially, uh, especially coming, well, slowly coming out of a pandemic, uh, if you will. Um, 
and just that we can still do it. So that, thank you for sharing the song. Um, Everything and More is a song that started off in a way, it came about in a way I wasn't expecting. Um, I was, I was, I guess I was just in, in a thing. I guess this thought was on my mind a lot was that perhaps there's a lot about God that I tend to, it's not perhaps there is a lot about God that I tend to sort of create these rules and boundaries around. And what I was discovering was that uh, just when I thought that I had something figured out, I, I realized that I was, I just didn't know anything. <laughs> Not that I didn't know anything, but it felt like that in comparison, right? You know, right. it's kind of like you, you know, you're going on a long run and you think you're almost at the end and then you come around a turn and it's, you know, you've got 20 more miles and you, you know, and I, and I feel, and, and that was sort of the process for me. And I, I started to get really excited about that to think that whatever word I could come up with to describe God, that God is even more than that one word. So if God is good, then God is, he's good and he's more than good. If God Mm -hmm. is faithful, then God is faithful, but he's also more than faithful that like our words don't actually fully articulate um, just the depth of who God is. And I mean, you think about it this way too, even in like, and meaningful relationships, spouse, your kids. There's just sometimes I find this the old, the longer my wife and I've been together, I still write other songs too that aren't, um, you know, songs about love too. And there are times where I find it's, it's like, man, I feel like I'm running out of words and ways to describe just how much mm-hmm. I care for my wife. And I think that is true and has been true for me in my journey of just learning and discovering more about who God is. And that's really what this song is, is, is getting at is that there is a depth to who God is that we could spend our entire lives just wanting to know more. And we'll, there still will be more to, to discover. Yeah. Never coming to the end of him. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, my boss used to say that uh, the older I get, <laughs> the more I realize there's more to know. <laughs> Right. You know, uh, both about God and just knowledge in general. I think that yeah. when we're young, we think we're going to arrive at some point. And um, yeah, I think that's that's beautiful. I've I've experienced that myself. I think when I hear this song, I think of stories of when I've gone on mission trips thinking I had God all figured out. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's way bigger. You know, the world is bigger than I knew before. And and then he is bigger than I yeah. ever uh, comprehended before. Yeah. Um, I always want to encourage my listeners that that's not a scary thing. That's a beautiful thing to explore, you know? And um, so of course my goal is to inspire my listeners to read the Bible for themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so I'm curious as to how scripture influences your writing, whether it's this song or just in general, how does that overflow into your life? Yeah, it does in so many ways. I mean, I think that, um, well, I'll say it like this about two years ago, I started reading through the gospels chronologically and I don't know exactly. Well, I kind of remember what prompted that. I was in Isaiah (laughs) and I was just hitting a lot of bumps and a lot of spots in it that were just, I was challenged by if I'm honest. Yeah. 
and struggling with. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know what I think about that. And I just started to realize, I think what I need is I just need more of an understanding of Jesus. Even in all these years of being a Christian, I was like, I still need more of an understanding of Jesus so that I can filter, I like, you know, the major prophets like Isaiah or Ezekiel, like to be able to read them through the lens of who Jesus is and what Jesus has accomplished and fulfilled. And really what Jesus has set into motion with this new covenant. And so I, uh, I have just, especially even in the process of making, writing these, this collection of songs for this new record has really spent, I've spent a lot of time really just trying to understand more and more of Jesus's movements and realizing that, oh, as I go deeper and deeper into the parables, which I mean, it's just so much of Jesus's ministry, his whole life was one massive parable, you could almost say, is that um, there there are, I'm, I think the part for me that I'm constantly struck with is that he had these, you know, these disciples around him, these people, these friends, he would say to them, sometimes even plainly, that this is what is going to happen. I'm going to, he, you know, he prophesies his, his death. And, you know, of course, you know, Peter and others are, are protesting that that can't happen. And all, and all these other things. I mean, they're seeing miracles of, of Jesus turning, of multiplying food. He's, he's healing people. He's, he's saying things that are in many ways counterintuitive to a lot of what a lot of, you know, uh, within within Jewish culture, he's kind of confronting like, hey, you've conflated, you've taken this passage or this, what Moses said, and you've made it something that it was never meant to be. So he's doing all these things, and yet his disciples are still confounded. They're still left with so many questions, even after he does the things some, that he says he's mm-hmm. going to do. And I, and I just have always found myself to be this person who is interested and curious and never really, uh, and oh, and at times throughout my, I guess you could say my faith journey, at times feeling like that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just supposed to have all these things figured out. I'm supposed to have all these answers. And there are two things that really um, just have sit with me. One, like I just mentioned, the disciples continued to be just perplexed. Lots of questions. Uh, but the second thing is that Jesus was okay with that, apparently, because he doesn't answer all their questions. There's many parables. He kind of just goes from one to the next, and there's a lot of conversation we don't know about. Maybe there, maybe he did explain some of them more. I don't know. But from what we have to go on, there's a lot of instances where Jesus doesn't necessarily bring clarity. And you said this a second ago, which I think really sums up for me where I've been at. You just said, I want people to read the Bible for themselves. And I think there's an, for for me, what I noticed was, I think Jesus is also wanting us to think for ourselves Mm. that there are conclusions we're meant to come to um, through just the process of time and meditating and thinking. And that's, that's been true for me as a songwriter. And it's always been a place for me to be able to sort of work out a lot of questions and a lot of big thoughts and great things and hard things um, in, in the songs that we make. I love that. One of the things you said was that you're curious. And so I mentioned that I use um, 
I call them bites because it's cute, but, and it's memorable Bible (laughs) interaction tool exercises. But as you interact with God's word, as you stay curious, what are some of the habits that you use um, to kind of keep that time in God's word buried? Do you just sit and read or do you have um, habits that you use to interact with God's word that you could share with us? Yeah. I mean, the few that have worked for me well, um, I've certainly tried different things over the years. Uh, what's worked for me the best has been one to not try and read too much. Um, and to journal, um, I try and really just sit. There's often times if I'm reading slow enough, there'll be something that grabs my attention and it leads me to want to just write about that. And, and you could call that journal journaling prayer as well, because I think it is. I mean, it's sort of like this inner dialogue between myself, someone else, God. And it, I, I'm sort of ch- changing the perspective all the time in the way I'm writing. And that's because there's no rules, right, um, to, right. to journaling. And, and so that's honestly been a huge part for me, um, because I, I don't know, just the way either my personality or just the way I learn, I will read something. And I will quickly forget it if I don't have some sort of, uh, if I if I don't talk about it or write about it or do something. So that's been the most helpful thing for me. Yeah, I love that. And another thing that you mentioned was just this idea of Jesus telling parables. I feel like music is story, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I love there's, uh, David says, I solve riddles with the help of a harp, you know, and I think right. that's something that that you alluded to. And I've heard you say on other, you know, just like I work out these hard things, these hard thoughts through the music and I'm trying to be honest and all of that. So I, I too see music as art. And I think that, um, I know that there are some who just wish every single song had the gospel message in it every time. And I personally just, I feel like it's, it's art and art doesn't always tell the entire story in, in its complete completeness. And yeah. so what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? You know, like when writing music, obviously it's art, but you want to balance this idea that, that you're a Christian and you want to present truth. Well, um, yep. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there are obviously a lot of ways to approach it, you know, because art is imagine, you know, you're using imagination, inspiration, um, and there's so many ways for that to be expressed. And I, and I think that that is oftentimes, I can remember even early on when I would write, I would feel like, all right, I got to tell the whole story. Mm. You know, I got to, I got to start with, I was in sin and, and Jesus, you saved me. And now this is what I'm doing. And, and all that's not bad. It's not bad. I don't want to discredit that, but I do think that there is so much nuance in life that at least for me, what I've found is I need to just kind of write to what I'm to like this one idea right now and not feel like I need to give pack 25 ideas into this one song, but rather it's okay if it ends with some tension and it's okay if it tells a story or if it doesn't tell a story, you know, Mm. Um, I think that is really the, I've heard people, and I don't know, I only really ever hear this in the church. We have this, I think, confusing language around emotion because 
there are some that will criticize certain, you know, I guess you could say denominations or, you know, movements within Christianity as being too emotional. And then on this, on the flip side, someone would criticize and say, Oh, they're just too much in their head. And I think what's really interesting is like, it's, it's, it's uh, the whole process of, I think art in general is, uh, and I'm saying specific to music, is a process of using your mind in your heart. Like there's emotion that God gave us that I apparently mm-hmm. we're meant to have <laughs> and use. Uh, and surely our emotions can lead us astray. But I find that that is probably less the case. Uh, I think that it's oftentimes our mind that leads us astray. Mm-hmm. Because we can get really, really sucked into, uh, we can just begin to, as we digest a lot of information, there's so much information that we're getting now that I think we can almost sort of get, get sort of caught up on little details of things and turn them into much bigger things than they actually are. Hmm. And for me, I've just always tried to not get lost in so much of that, but feeling that even though we're not a church and I'm not someone's pastor, I do feel this sense of in the art that I'm making, I do want to lead people on a journey. And oftentimes it's through telling my story. And I think the best way for me to do that, the most honest way to do that, the most uh, sincere form of art is for me to just say it exactly as it is. Hmm. And sometimes that, um, doesn't always sit well with people. (laughs) Um, And that's, and I, and I think that a lot of that is because we put expectations on art that falls more within the realm of Christianity than we Mm -hmm. do on the art that we listen to outside of that. And it's interesting to me because one person might criticize, well, you didn't say this or you didn't do that, but we don't do that with, um, you know, the latest like Marvel movie. Or we don't do that with a, the latest song that we love that's outside the Christian music realm. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's important for us to receive it as art and understand that we have this opportunity to sit with it and decide, does this speak to me? Does this mm-hmm. mean something to me? What does it mean mm-hmm. to me? And and being okay if maybe you don't even fully align with everything that that artist is saying, but that what they're bringing could actually be something that's useful in your life. Yeah. I am. Um, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. We're, we're uncomfortable with the tension. We don't like the yeah. unanswered questions. Yeah. And so if our art is leaving us feeling with, with the tension, <laughs> then maybe we don't like that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's so true. Um, one other a question I wanted to ask is, as we kind of wrap up our time, I really appreciate it is just, yeah. there's just such seasons of life that, um, whether it's tragedy or pain or crisis that for some people it draws them to the Lord and to his truth and to his word and others. I I say people, I, maybe I should say sometimes I am drawn, I guess I should, instead of putting it on someone else, sometimes I am drawn to his word (laughs) because that is my safe place. And other times I find myself running from it. Can you describe a time when, um, I don't know, the crisis comes up and either you ran to it or you ran away from it. And what did you learn in that season? Mm. I 
there's so many. <laughs> uh, I I think that if I'm honest, if I'm honest, um, I don't know why. I don't know why it's like this, but it is. Um, so I I lost my dad when I was six, and I remember at a very young age believing that God was there. Now I had some wild little kid theological concepts around who God was, but I don't think God had a problem with that. (laughs) Um, But nevertheless, I had this, I think just at a very young age, I just had this sort of instinct built in that when crisis has come, I'm going to come to God. And sometimes that is going to his word. Sometimes it is just talking to God. Mm. But I think on the times when I'm going to his word, I find myself most of the time wanting to sort of live in the, in the Psalms. Mm. <laughs> um, that tends to be a place that I go, especially if it's a hard time of life. But I've also had times in life. Um, we were a part of a church. This is what we came out of a church called Mars Hill. And, uh, when that, when that was really going bad, I, I remember sitting with the first four Psalms and I just was journaling a bunch about, about, you know, just, there's this really consistent themes of God leading his people to rest mm-hmm. and find peace. And, uh, and I was finding that, but then as time went on, I found myself getting really just angry not so much at God, but just at the way that I had experienced the Bible being sort of weaponized mm-hmm. and used to shame me and used yeah. to motivate me not to do something that in hindsight, I could see this, not necessarily to do something that God wanted, but to do the thing that someone else was saying, Hey, we all should do. I felt really hurt by that. So mm-hmm. I had a hard time going to scripture for a period of time. I really did. And I think what ultimately brought me back was uh, you, you know, you talked about this, you know, as, as David talks about, you know, sort of like working things out through his art, through music in that way. That was, that was the case for me. And so that, and that's been true uh, many times of what's kind of in the times when I've sort of had a, had a, a hard relationship with scripture. The thing that has brought me back has been relationship with other people and, and, the ability to just sit down at a piano and sing and kind of slowly find my way back to a place of, of clarity. Hmm. A couple of things I want to point out in that. I thank you for being honest and sharing that. I think there's going to be listeners out there that can say, I relate to that. You know, they have this, um, I should be in the word. Uh, but when I, I go, I don't, I, I don't want to go, or if I go, it's not doing, you know, not doing it for me or things like that. And, um, also appreciate, you know, I think God has patience for the six-year-old and the Mm 60-year-old, you know, as they're, as they're, um, kind of allowing God's word to change the way they think, allowing God's word to, um, reveal himself to them. Uh, but there's just straight up times when it's just hard, hard to read it. (laughs) And, um, you know, even going back to when you're 
trying to read it on your own and you're stuck in a hard place. Isaiah is so confusing to me. Thank you for saying that. I just, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that we all just need to admit that, you know, it's, it's yeah. some, some stuff's just harder than others. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 Um, and I think that, I mean, I know it's so funny that uh, you and I are very similar in that I've, I had a relationship with the Lord from a very young age and he always seemed like a very safe place. Mm. Um, my mom, on the other hand, did not. And so her responses have been the opposite of that. And so mm. I want to recognize that there's all kinds of, um, well-worn grooves in our thinking and in our lives. Um, yeah. but also just to encourage that listener, that life is in the word, you know, I, I do love the Psalms because he can just, especially David can just be so raw and real. Yeah. And, uh, I believe that that's an invitation to us as believers to be raw and real with the father as well. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Well, any final thoughts as we wrap up today? Thank you so much for um, just taking the time to visit and get to know you. Um, any final thoughts as we wrap up? You know, you, I mean, just you hearing, hearing you address your listeners in this way. I mean, I would just say too, I think that there are a lot of cultural expectations that we put on each other of needing to sort of live up to some sort of probably an unreasonable <laughs> standard. Yeah. And I think what is really good to know is you go through moments in life where you feel really full and other moments in life where you feel really empty. I would just encourage, you know, anyone listening just to know that, that that's really normal. And I think sometimes I remember having this thought recently where I was thinking about, you know, the whole phrase of the grass is greener, you know? Mm. And so you imagine yourself, you're in this desert. You're just like, well, if I could just get to the grass, if I could just get to the other side, everything will be better. And I started to think about, well, I don't know if you, and this is when this thought came to mind. I remember one time driving through, uh, through the whole state of Arizona. (laughs) And I just remember thinking there's so much beauty out here. Mm. And to think that we we oftentimes use this desert as an image of there's no water and there's nothing good here. But I actually think that God, I mean, we see this in scripture, like literally, but God, I think there's also like a lot of beauty to be found in the moments in our life where we feel really empty and we feel like we're having a hard time really knowing where to go and what to do. Mm. And just to know that God is with us, God is with us in those moments where we feel really full and alive and God is with us in the moments we're feeling really empty and I don't have an answer for why God just doesn't in an instant make us full again. Uh, but for whatever reason, there are, there is something that we're meant to learn through those times in life. And I think if we're willing and to sort of set aside some of the expectations we put on ourselves and just to be present with God, God, I do believe really speaks to us in a lot of profound ways. And mm-hmm. so just to be encouraged to know that wherever you are, that God is with you and he is everything and more yes there we go yes all right thanks so much for being with me today and uh, i hope you listeners uh, enjoyed this special edition of more than a song friday with friends with zach bolin 
Thank you for listening to this special Friday with Friends edition of More Than a Song. Be sure to follow the podcast and subscribe to my email list at michellekneezat.com to get premier notice of future special editions like this one. If you want to watch the interview, you can catch it over on YouTube. Just search for Michelle Nizat TV. As I mentioned during the interview, I will be using Citizen's new song, Everything and More, to jump into scripture on Monday's regularly scheduled episode of More Than a Song. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.